0: Welcome to Tips for Lawyers. This is Chris Hargraves and this is the Tips for Lawyers podcast, episode 31. Today I want to have a talk about the tension that there is in personal marketing between marketing your firm and marketing yourself. There are a few issues to consider there and you need to tread that line fairly cautiously. So I'm going to have a look at uh, both the pros and cons of developing firm brand or brand on behalf of your firm versus developing your personal brand. As always, you can get the show notes for anything I refer to today at tipsforloys.com slash podcast slash 31 is where you'll find today's notes. Um, and I think where I will start today is by having a look at the firm brand analysis. Now, traditionally, of course, firms have spent a lot of money, time and effort developing their brands. Uh, You may have a smaller firm or a newer firm where perhaps slightly less money, at least, has been spent, but certainly no less effort. Uh, The names of your firm, the colours your firm uses, the look and feel of the documents it produces, uh, there's a pretty good chance that a fair amount of effort has gone into those. And That is because your firm has a particular goal in mind because, you see, the firm wants to be recognised. Now, of course, the scale of that recognition is going to change from place to place. Uh, Some firms might be recognisable around the world, some firms might be recognisable in their country or in their state, and other firms might only be recognisable in their local area. But no matter what the actual concern is, the firm does want to be recognised and so a fair amount of effort goes into developing the firm brand. And recognition is, of course, pretty important. Uh, it can be helpful for getting work and can be helpful for uh, when you go and you tell people where you, in fact, work and where you do your job. And it can be helpful when you're trying to get introductions or getting through doors if people have heard of your brand or they know who you are or they know roughly what your firm does, then at the very least you will have a starting point for discussion. If people understand where you work, the caliber of the work that is done and the nature of the firm. The other thing, of course, is the branding component. So uh, firms have traditionally spent a fair amount of money on their logos uh, and their color schemes. Uh, You see a lot of blues and greens around, although increasingly more you see reds and blues. You don't see a great deal of orange or purple, interestingly enough. Um, There are, believe it or not, A lot of studies done about the psychology of color and part of the reason you see a lot of blue in firm branding is because blue is a color that promotes trust and confidence and stability and gives the semblance of uh, some form of intelligence at least so uh, going bright pink for your firm branding is going to change it up a little bit and that's why you don't see a lot of things along those lines because while firms want to get their brand out they don't want to stand out for necessarily the wrong reasons so the logo is something that a lot of time and money has been spent on and if you work at a large firm and uh, you've had the logo for a little while go and ask your marketing team how much the logo cost uh, because I think it might make you concerned perhaps about how much money has actually been spent on logos especially if the logo in question might not be recognized without the firm's actual name underneath it. And uh, therein really lies the recognition more often than not is in the name of the firm rather than its logo in isolation from its name. And that comes around over time, it comes around over uh, promotional strategies, it comes around over expertise, and it comes around over relationships that the firm develops at the corporate and institutional client level. So the firm wants to be recognised. That's really a pretty good reason. I don't have any issues with that. Uh, and the firm, of course, wants you to assist with that recognition in any way you can. Now, the next thing in terms of firm branding is uh, consistency. So you will know, of course, that people come and go from law firms, no matter what the size, there is a reasonable professional staff turnover. And so the, part of the reason the firm wants you to devote your efforts while you're there to them uh, and their brand rather than to yourself and your personal brand is that the firm has a concern uh, in the back of its mind, if a firm can have a mind, you know what I mean. Uh, there is a concern at the institutional or corporate level that if you leave and your efforts have been in promoting yourself rather than in the firm, then essentially uh, your efforts will go with you. Now, we'll have a bit of a talk about that when we talk about personal branding, but you can appreciate, of course, that, that is a concern that firms are going to have, which is if you leave Uh, you take the benefits of those efforts with you, whereas if you are consistently applying yourself to the building up and the reputation associated with your firm and its brand rather than yourself and your personal brand, then those benefits will remain with the firm if you happen to leave or move on or go to a different place. Now. The next thing, of course, the firm wants to communicate with its branding is a certain degree of professionalism. Uh, And this comes through particularly in social media and publications, which is uh, the firm is concerned to ensure that there is a degree of professionalism associated with material it puts out, uh, with content that it creates, with newsletters that it publishes, and with interactions that its staff have on social media. And that's why uh, there are social media policies cropping up here and there And if you're interested in my view about policies, you can have a look at uh, episode number 30, which I will summarise as I think we should tear up almost every policy that exists. But um, that is why they exist, because the firm wants to maintain a professional image that is associated with its brand. Now, personally, I think that perhaps firms are a little bit overly cautious about maintaining a professional image because, frankly, there are 100,000 other firms also trying to maintain a professional image, and they all do it in the same way. So they're all fairly generic, uh, fairly bland. They generally won't weigh into controversial issues. They generally won't engage in discussion, express opinions, disagree with people, or frankly do anything that might actually provoke some sort of comment or engagement. So the desire to cling to professionalism is, in my view, actually a detriment, but it is something you need to be mindful of that your firm will have as one of its actual drivers behind your efforts going through the system and through the firm so that the firm can produce content for you or engage for you or produce documents for you and you're not necessarily in full control of that process yourself. The final thing uh, is of course that uh, firm branding is there to show some sort of depth so as an individual. There is a limit to what people will think you can do. Uh, If your firm is uh, Chris Hargraves & Co. and Co. is my dog, uh, then it's difficult for me to promote any depth. So there is a cut-off point at which clients will think, well, hang on, I have this big matter and I'd love to give it to Chris because he's an awesome bloke. But I can't do it because there's only one of him and he does not necessarily have the capacity to be able to deliver on this particular project. So uh, that is a concern and it's part of the reason firms brand themselves the way they do. You see lots of and associates or and others or and sons sometimes still. Um, and that is to give the perception at least of depth. Now the reality might be very different, but the perception is there associated with the brand, whereas it is not there associated with the individual. An individual can only do so much, but a firm can deliver a great deal more if it's operating effectively and efficiently. So those are really some of the main drivers that law firms are going to have in order to encourage you as best they can to be promoting the firm brand in terms of your marketing and networking, in terms of your professional development, and in terms of giving talks or speeches or presentations. Those are things that the firms are actually going to be uh, concerned about. And you need to be aware of those, and those aren't totally unreasonable. Um, And I'll come back to a bit of an analysis of where I sit in the overall scheme of things after I've had a chat about the next topic which is your personal brand now I'm not actually talking uh, in detail about building a personal brand at this point if you want to get a bit more on that you can have a look at episode 21 at uh, slash podcast 21 and that's where I talk a little bit more about building a personal brand but realistically I think uh, the core drivers there for building a personal brand are these firstly that Legal work, by and large, comes from relationships between people and not relationships between brands. Now, there are some exceptions to that. Uh, I think the ground there is shifting, but by and large, for a long, long, long time now, uh, legal work comes from personal relationships. So just have a look around at your own firm, and you'll see that although it may seem like you work for a company or a construction mob, or a group, or an institution. If you can drill down a little more into how that work came through the door in the first place, and where the relationships are, you will find that there are one or two or three core relationships that either brought the work in, or continue to bring the work in. And those will be personal level relationships. Now, of course, at a particular size and a particular level of expertise, relationships will start to generate a more deeper uh, sort of sense, which is that you will have firm relationships. You might have firm functions between your two different firms rather than individual functions. You might have meet and greets between your different teams. And uh, that can be beneficial, obviously, for a firm, and many firms are trying to do that to explore the depth. But fundamentally, those are still just opportunities to further develop personal relationships at different levels between the firms so that the firm is not entirely dependent upon a single relationship because if someone dies or retires or leaves or whatever, the firm wants to be able to still capture that work and they can do that the more relationships it has. So you see, even though there might be a broad scale firm relationship between two different firms or two corporations, ultimately they do come down to a personal relationship. And that is still where legal work comes from. It is still where the invitation to tender comes from. It is still, even on a bigger scale, where you are going to be able to drive the most work is through personal relationship. And so personal branding, I think, is extremely important because fundamentally uh, your firm can't develop a relationship with anyone, as a rule. It might have a number of matters, they might do a number of groups, but your firm can't have a relationship because it's not a person. It's as simple as that. The next thing in terms of personal branding that you have a distinguishing feature from your firm is that you have the ability to display some personality and individuality. So, One thing firms do incredibly badly, and it comes back to that sense of professionalism that I mentioned before, is that they have a tendency to stay inside a very small box in terms of the style of content that they produce and share, and in terms of the way in which they interact, if at all, and most firms don't interact, by the way, uh, on social media. So they do have a tendency to be very limited in terms of the degree of personality that can be displayed within the confines of the firm model. And that might be policy driven, or it might just be fear driven. Uh, The firm doesn't want to put anyone offside, but in the process, none of the content it produces stands out enough in order to actually be meaningful or uh, worth clicking on. So whilst the firm can uh, generate a lot of content under its brand, what it can't do is uh, it generally won't crack too many jokes. It generally won't uh, make comments on other articles. It generally won't engage with people, and it won't. You won't get a sense of personality. Now, sometimes that's not necessarily true. There are certainly some brands out there where the brand itself has a perceived personality. If you look at the social media presence of people like Red Bull uh, and maybe of Coca Cola and a few like that, then they are starting to enter into this system. Uh, where their interactions in an online space in particular, but generally with their customers and their suppliers, is starting to take on uh, something resembling a personality, at least at a corporate level. But that involves getting buy-in from all of the relevant participants. And frankly, at the law firm level, you're going to have a lot of trouble doing that uh, until we're a few generations down the track and the firms are being run by people who are a little bit more uh, prepared to take on some risk in that space uh, because your firm doesn't want you putting people offside. So you can have more personality and individuality as part of your personal brand than what you can do with a firm brand. And of course, um, I touched on it before, but the other thing you need to bear in mind is that developing your personal brand, the benefits of it are that you can take it with you where you when you leave. Um, if you have an individual presence, an individual contact list, an individual network, then, Provided it's not uh, contrary to your agreement with your firm, uh, you can take those sorts of things with you. So, your online presence will go with you, your contacts on LinkedIn will go with you, uh, your personal email database will go with you. Now, I'm not suggesting you download these things off the firm's server if uh, it's going to get you sued or fired, but your personal brand is something that will follow you around. And so, it's important to consider. If you are investing all of your time and effort and diligence into the firm brand, what goes with you if you leave? Essentially nothing. If you go to another firm, sure, you'll have some contacts, you'll know a few people, Uh, they can't take away who you've met and who you know, but if you haven't devoted any effort to your presence and to your personal brand, uh, then essentially the benefit of your potentially years of hard work will stay entirely with the firm that you're going to leave. Now, I'm not suggesting you should be preparing to leave your firm, but I'm saying some devotion to your personal brand will protect you to some extent in the event that you leave and give you a bit more of a leg up to rebuild if you do have a tendency to change firms now and then, or even if you go into a slightly different space, you can still leverage off your existing contacts and your personality and your personal brand. So, there are the main drivers for both the firm brand and the personal brand, and Personally, where I think it ultimately comes down to is uh, you have to do both. Now, it it would be very tempting for me to say that you simply shouldn't devote any time and effort to the firm brand because it's a massive waste of time. And the reason it's tempting to say that is because I think more and more uh, relationships in uh, this modern way of relationship development are occurring at a more personal level and a more micro level than what they used to. Uh, I think. Law firms still put far too high a premium on the value of their brand, Uh, and I think if they actually got out there and investigated the marketplace, there would be plenty, plenty of people who hadn't even recognised their logo, let alone their colours, let alone their brand. They might recognise the name, but that won't get you the work. The fact that I recognise a name doesn't mean I'll send someone to you, except at the extreme ends of the scale. So I do think firms are overestimating the value of their brand, and the value of keeping things branded and naming newsletters and things like that. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't at least contribute to some extent to the firm brand because a lot of effort and a lot of time has gone into it. There is some value in it still, and they do have that brand and that reputation and that professional image to maintain. Now, that said... You shouldn't, I don't think, put all of your effort into only your firm brand. I think you need to be specifically developing your personal brand as well. I think you need to be making individual personal relationships, and you can leverage off your firm brand to do that as well. Uh, You can share your firm's articles on social media uh, if you think they are shareable, but this is where your personal brand starts to become important. I don't believe it is appropriate for firms to ask their lawyers. To share all of the firm's social media. And I frankly have never seen that happen um, in terms of staff actually doing it, at least I'm sure some firms ask. But you have a personal contact list and you have People on that contact list who simply won't be interested in certain topics. And so you need to make a conscious and wise decision about what information you share with those people, what articles you post, what comments you make, so far as what is going to resonate with your audience. And this is where the distinguishing features between your brand and the firm's brand come into play. If you work for a large firm and it has a family law component, for example, then you're going to get to the point where you won't necessarily share that if your entire contact list is a series of accountants and lawyers. Uh, You might share business information, you might share tax information, but it doesn't mean you're going to share family law or personal injuries or things like that unless you think it's interesting. Now, if you do think it's interesting, but only to a small subsection, then send them an email. Do something personal rather than something global. I know it's easier to click the share button and just share something to all your contacts, but uh, frankly... It's far less effective than it is to actually send an email to someone going, Hey Joe, I found this article uh, that our firm just produced. I thought you might be specifically interested in it because I know you deal in X, Y, and Z. Uh, Let me know if you found it interesting. And that way you're touching base, you're developing a relationship, and you're expanding uh, expanding your personal brand as well. So really, as is often the case here, I think it's a bit of both. You do have a duty to your firm, and you do have, no doubt, some baseline criteria that you're required to fulfill each year in terms of your contribution to the firm's brand. But do not neglect your personal brand. At the end of the day, it will benefit your firm as well for you to have personal relationships, for you to have some sort of presence, and for some sort of reputation to be attached to you, hopefully a positive one. But that personal relationship is what ultimately gives you the opportunities, not the firm relationship. So do both, contribute to both, but don't forget about your personal brand. I see a lot of young lawyers get wrapped up in their firm's brand. Then five years down the track, they move firms and they realize that over the last five years, they've achieved very little for themselves personally. Don't fall into that trap. Have a personal brand. That is Tips for Lawyers episode 31. Check out the show notes, tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast 31. I'll link up those other couple of episodes that I mentioned. And when I have a chance and I figure out how to do it, I'll put the full transcript there as well. That is the end.